0: Get your day started right. This is Fios Breakfast with Gullah Fakir and Sabir O'Shea
1: Only on the Voice of the King. 7.43 is where we're at this morning. If you've just joined us, welcome into it. Good to have you in our company. Now, of course, we've seen various and many tributes pouring in for the late Professor Ibrahim Arnold, who's been described as a trailblazer in the Muslim community, having made a significant contribution in the areas of secular and Islamic education, spiritual development, as well as a community upliftment. And, you know, the much-talked-about and well-loved VOC Ahlan and Ramadan outreach Program was an initiative that he spearheaded two decades ago and which has remained or he remained passionate about. But of course, in remembering the life and the legacy that he leaves behind, online to join us this morning is Professor Aslam Fatar, Research Chair in Transformation and Professor in the Department of Education Policy Studies at Stellenbosch University. Aslamu Alaikum. Good morning and thank you so much for joining us, Prof. Good morning. So, of course, remembering and, you know, speaking on the life of uh, Professor Ibrahim Arnold, perhaps, you know, sharing with us in terms of your relationship and how exactly did you know Professor Ibrahim Arnold?
0: Mashallah, shukran. Um, I knew uh, Professor Ibrahim Arnold from uh, the University of the Western Cape where he joined about two and a half decades ago and uh, we started more or less at the same time. He was in the Economic and Management Sciences faculty, and I was in the Faculty of Education. But what brought us together, interestingly, and and shows uh, the mark of the man, was that at a fairly senior age, he joined the program on which I taught. So here I was, a young man, Mm -hmm. and here Professor Abraham Arnold, a professor, accomplished academic, had decided to do a master's course, after all his other educational endeavors, with junior younger members, including myself, now in the role of being a teacher to him uh, initially. But that role was completely reversed, even on the program where he became a conversational partner and a teacher to all of us. We all miss him, inshallah.
1: Absolutely. Now, you know, many a time, Prof, we see, you know, those within the secular sphere um, and then the community sphere, and we see an isolation of the two. How do you think, you know, that Professor Arnold managed to bridge that gap that so many, you know, are unable to?
0: Seamlessly. Uh, You've asked the exact correct question. He saw no difference and distinction between his life as a passionate and intellectually informed Muslim and his work and life and education in the secular terrain, in the terrain of education, the terrain of uh, the business, business world and so on and so forth. It was, uh, in fact, he was uh, a Muslim stamped into every single thing that he did. Islam formed the intellectual bedrock, his intellectual identity. Yet, when he entered into the secular sphere, he behaved in such a way that is entirely exemplary and based on the expectations of excellent behavior in that sphere. But always, always, always from a passionate commitment to Islam and a passionate commitment to the Prophet Muhammad. I used to speak to him ongoing throughout our relationship, uh, almost weekly, sometimes daily. And the one thing that he exemplified is his love for the Prophet uh, understanding and explaining the prophet's life and then, uh, practically implementing it in his life. It was just a remarkable, seamless, uh, personality that spanned the divide that we so often, uh, think about when we think about someone who works in the secular domain.
1: Mm. Now, of course, you know, you've just spoken about, you know, the various and many caps that uh, Professor Ibrahim Arnold wore, you know, but in terms of him being able to sort of relate to not only the community, but students. And, you know, you've mentioned that at a senior age, you know, he came through on to one of your programs as well yeah. um, in terms of his mentorship to, you know, his juniors. What was that like?
0: Um, by by example, by engagement. By having an ongoing conversation, if you were his friend, you were his friend because he was able to converse with you. And very importantly, something that as we grow older, we have to remember, not speaking down to younger people. He was much younger than me. But he honored me with a kind of respect that was kind of almost mind blowing. Respect that indicated to me that he's interested in me, he's interested in my ideas. And once you establish that relationship, now we can begin the educative relationship, which is not one of instruction, direct belligerence, but it's one of love and one of sharing. And out of that love and sharing and as you converse, Ibrahim Allah would then Uh, be the educator, uh, but first based on a relationship of dignity and and, and equality. And from that relationship would be the educational impact that it made. That is such an example to all of us. I mean, as we grow older, we think of younger people as people that we instruct Mm. uh, to behave in a particular way. Ibrahim Arnold was exactly the opposite.
1: Now, Prof, you know, it's really unfortunate that, you know, many a time, it's only upon someone's passing away that we celebrate them, we honor them, we remember the good work and the legacy that they leave behind. Um, But, you know, for those that were touched by Professor Ibrahim Arnold, how do you think, you know, they should carry on with his legacy?
0: Well, that's exactly correct. Um, uh, One lives a life of regret if one doesn't honor someone in his lifetime. And I have a bit of that because I didn't have what I thought were uh, important conversations, maybe even final goodbyes and so on. You don't know, you never know what happened. Mm-hmm. He's been ill for about less, less than two years. We spoke less and less over that time. Mm-hmm. Um And so you have that kind of regret. So the first lesson is that you always have to honor people in their lifetime and don't hesitate and so on and so forth. But what the community will remember, especially the community of the Burka, because you cannot understand the, the life and contribution of this man if you do not understand his absolute and utter commitment to the Boer Cup, it's uplifting and so on. What they will understand is a man who had, let me use a big word, a ubiquitous presence, and every day, all over, all over the Boer Cup presence, involved in literally everything. Uh, from education to social welfare to what's going on in the road to civic matters to family matters and so on and so forth. But it will also remember him, and I will certainly remember him as an intellectual, an intellectual engager, someone who understands ideas. But also importantly, he used to give a very, very important nasiha and khutbah, uh, khutbah at, 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 on members and public occasions mm-hmm. and so on. And he would speak from a Quranic perspective. He would speak from an independent thinking perspective and he would always confer kind of a wisdom and an educational wisdom with what he was saying. Those are some of the issues. That, and very importantly, a very gregarious and open personality. That's what we all remember about him.
1: Absolutely. Well, Professor Aslam Fattah, we thank you for joining us on air this morning and, of course, remembering the life of Professor Arnold. We pray for Jannah for him, inshallah, and uh, we really appreciate you coming on this morning. That was Professor Aslam Fattah speaking to us this morning upon the demise of uh, Professor Ibrahim Arnold. Professor Aslam Fattah, the Research Chair in Transformation and Professor in the Department of Education Policy Studies at Stellenbosch University.